welcome to episode four, season two of the Hopeful Influence podcast. Uh, my name is Matt, and with me we have Jude and Jerome. Nice Hello. to see you both. Good to be here. Good to see you. Always. <clears throat> In this season, we're talking about the church, and we started uh, talking about how we help people see. And now we're talking about how we help people participate. And so uh, last episode was uh, part one of participate. And this is part two, uh, really. And uh, we looked la- we looked with um, Bishop Rick Thorpe about why it's important to help people participate and how we do that and what it looks like. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, some positive stories and examples from our own lives of what that's looked like. And some negative examples of what that looks like in our own lives. And so uh, we're, we're going to first of all talk, talk about some of the theology of power and some of that stuff around there. That, uh, the way we use power to uh, in a, alignment with the kingdom, really. Um, and, you know, what that looks like. Because we are diff- in the church. We're different than other organizations. And so, Jude, can you help us with that? And then... We'll talk yeah, <coughs> could try. <laughs> um, oh gosh, the um, uh, I mean, so yeah, I mean, the obviously you see, we brought the word power in, you know, early doors there, and I think um, clearly, you know, contentious, um, particularly for us as Christian people, um, we're very sensitive, rightly, to what we mean by power and how power is held and and i think for the purposes of this conversation i think we're just defining power as the ability to do something i think it's it's so so morally neutral just the ability to do something um now whether that's you know the right definition of power or whether everybody agrees with that i i don't know um yeah but that's that's with the approach we're going to take so we're going to say that in, in in essence power is just the ability to do something but obviously what we then do with that power, how that power gets held, is not morally neutral. It's, it's immediately contextualized and comes into proximity relationship with expressed through relationship with others. And so it's immediately as a moral quality to it. And for, for good or ill and 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 so and that's why we have to be so careful with with what we do with this. And 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 so within our human communities we 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 um uh, we assign power, if you like, and we, we, we create roles and responsibilities and we, we, we say to folks, look, I'd like you to oversee this thing. And to do that, you know, you, you're going to hold a degree of, of, of relational power. You're going you're to have the ability to, to, to get things done. And, 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 you know, that might be, you know, one level that's, you know, maybe managing a budget and overseeing how money gets spent. And another level, it's, 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 you know, being a point person for a team and, and, and pulling a team together and, and, and enabling a group of folks to, to have a common vision and to play their part and, and to play their role. But, you yeah, we, we, we are unavoidably, I think, into the territory, into the, into the landscape of exercising power. And so, as we talked about in the last session, um, there's a particularly, well, again, this is not, you know, this is not the, the sort of de facto, this is, you know, but we, we're, we're sort of scratching away at this idea. And one of the thoughts we brought in was this idea of kenosis and Jesus emptying himself and creating space for others, for us, um, not, you know, not holding on to, you know, worldly identity and power, but, but there's a different dynamic there. But Jesus clearly still, um, you know, 
had the capacity to do stuff and, and do stuff, you know, massively, you know, uh, you know, and exercise, you know, power, you know, miraculous power, healings, you know, deliverance, um, you know, human relational power. You know, it was Jesus who picked up the whip and the cords and, and went into the temple and chased them out, you know, overturned the tables and, you know, hey, there's a pretty pretty tough expression of Spicy. looks pretty like hard Spicy. looks a bit like hard power to me you know get these out of here uh, <laughs> do not Rude turn my father's this. house into a marketplace yeah you know right, right. so there's some you know and 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 even in his own you know leadership within his core team you know peter you know peter's trying to persuade jesus that you know, these things do shall not happen to you yeah. Get thee behind me, Satan. You know, come on. It's like flipping. He's not mucking about. You're going to get it. Both barrels, you know, full on. So, you know, so they, <laughs> um, so, so there's, there's clearly real nuances here. Yeah, the same Jesus that washes the disciples' feet also shoots Peter down, you know, and chases him out of the, out of the temple. And so... You know, the, 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 yeah, we, we're going to have to. We, we're digging into this landscape, but but we but we we are also saying that there's a sort of an aspirational, canonic position here, which is that ultimately there is a, this movement towards self-emptying and create and 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 that the journey into being people who can create space for others consistently and in ways that are genuinely helpful as we move forward into that God-shaped future does look like something, comes with a certain cost, but but looks like something. And so that's though that's kind of some of what we're kicking around. That's good. That's good. And I think um, Bishop Rick talked about is how you use your influence, how you use it. And so that's an important thing for us to think about when we think about power, when we think about leadership, when we think about influence. These words, they're not interchangeable, but they are part of the same thing. They relate together. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, And for me in my uh, context, so my influence and my power, in, in my job in the last two years, I have done very little rotas or coffees with people or um, getting people onto team, um, different part, worship leading, done very, not very little of worship leading, but at times it feels like very little of it because I'm trying to empty myself for others to have a go and get involved, which is really great, but isn't, it isn't that simple. And so it sounds good and it sounds like I just sit around and float while people do things, but uh, try and learn how to, do rotors and uh, how to lead worship and how to become a worship pastor if that's something that vocationally you want to do or you're looking to or how ministry works uh, but actually it that's a good part of it but another part is because I don't do coffees with anybody and I don't help anybody to get on team anymore I'm helping other people to do those things I don't how I set the culture looks different in fact somebody else is setting the culture and they they may well, I may th- think they understand where we're coming from and they may think they understand, but actually what it looks like is very different. And so when you start getting into it, there are there are difficult, not difficult conversations, but it's more nuanced and more difficult to just Matt's going for coffee and he's going to have this conversation. There's an extra person there and there's like three people in this conversation and before you know it, it's actually... A little bit complicated. And, and, so. and sorry, it's just to dive in. So, and, yeah. But presumably you, you sort of join the loop at some point there, so like, so one of your team, if I've understood it correctly, one of your team 
is maybe having this coffee or something with someone and, and beginning to sort of cast vision and draw them into the bigger thing. Um, but at some point, you're going to build a relationship with that new, well, you probably know them anyway because they're part of the church family, but that person coming in, you, you've got to just sort of get alongside them. Is, is that right? So what, how did... That's right. But then what I have found is because that's freed me up, I can go into youth that Sunday. So actually, I'm not in the main church space at all. And so this person plays drums for the first time or is on team. And Matt's not even there to see whether they're even any good, you know, or if they can even <laughs> play or whether they have a good attitude or whether, you know, any of this stuff. Because somebody else has done so it. Go so go on practically. Let's, let's press you on this. So what do you do? <laughs> practically, what, how do, what do you do? Do you ask other people for feedback? or what, what? So I ask other people for feedback. Yeah, that's really helpful. I make sure that I, I, whatever, even if I get five minutes, you've got to go and talk to them. You've got to go and say, how was that? How did you find it? You know, I, I know you've had a coffee with this person, but I'd love to get to know you more. I'm so, and I kind of just humbly say, I'm sorry we haven't been able to do that. And yeah, it's part of the process of giving it away to others. But it means that I'm a bit out of the loop. And so you have to just make the extra efforts to do that thing. And so, and another thing around that is, uh, if you're giving it away to someone on your team, well, I, I might not need to be a student. So I, I go to this thing less because I'm at youth group and nothing like that. And so it's, there's other things and life things that um, make these things hard, isn't it? And so, of course, there's things that fall through the net. And there's things that drop to the floor and you have to pick them up. But at the end of the day, whoever has done that coffee or is doing that rosa, they they take a bit of responsibility, but the responsibility is on me. And so that's an important part of building team and helping people reflect. And so we've, we had some stuff uh, last week when somebody turned up for rehearsal, but rehearsal wasn't on. It wasn't the worship leader's fault. It was my fault because I hadn't done I hadn't taught that worship leader how to do those conversations, how to communicate. So my job is then to help them in their participation to do it well and to to just do some of those basics. So it, how does that make? How does that feel then? So you're you're responsible. You've got a responsibility. You say the fault is yours. Yeah. But then. You, you see, I don't know, the, wheel, the wheels are coming off. <laughs> it's a disaster. It's a disaster. <laughs> you know, these presents turned up. They're, they're annoyed. They're cross. I, maybe they were. Maybe they, they were. were very I don't. Good, I'm sure they yeah. were because we've got wonderful people. But, like, how do you know? I mean, is, that's quite messy, though, yeah? It isn't is it? messy. And, and does it painful? And, like, how, did you, how yeah. do you feel in that space? Well, I feel bad. But, but I don't feel bad for me, or I don't think, oh, my ministry is such a mess. And, you know, I actually think, you know, these things happen when you're trying to, you know, you're trying to build other people up. And actually, it was my fault because I haven't asked that person on the Monday, are you rehearsing? Have you, uh, have you told the band? Have you done this? Have you done that? And so, and in fact, the week after this happened where I started a chat, made a group chat, made sure I got ahead of it. Oh, this person, we've actually got a group chat. Sorry, I didn't add you to it. Ah, so there is conversation going on, but actually I'm I'm just a bit out of the loop. So Matt, come on, get a bit closer in. It's great that you're giving all this stuff away, but uh, to what extent? To what extent? It's getting messy. So and, and listen, that's my but before and before Jerome jumps in on this one, I just, I just I'm just I'm just enjoying being the being the one yeah, asking the questions yeah. now <laughs> in the moment. So do you have to be like so practically? Do you, do you have to be more organized mm. in your leadership 
in this sort of I don't know helicopter role or whatever we're calling it, where you, where you're sort of you know you you, you, you I'm going to add that to my job <laughs> that's, title. That's the one. GTA. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're sort of you're pulling back a bit from the um, from from you know the coalface, the, the immediacy of it. You you know you're pulling back from that. You're creating space for others. Practically, in terms of, so do you have to be more, you know, to make sure that communication's working, that you're ahead on the diary, that you know what's happening in two or three months' time, so you can, you know, do you, how how you do have to be more organised, but you know, now you've got a phone, you can put a diary entry in. If your diary entry says check the group, check you've got a group chat, and it does it every week, and it never runs out that reminder, it just keeps going. Because because the team's evolving and people new people are coming and yeah you got so you got to keep it alive you need certain things you do to keep, need to it, keep alive. it alive but you're also because you're not at the coal face you've got a you've got a better vision of what is around you I I think and so it's actually easier to see a bigger picture and you can see further in the future so you're uh, to this watchman analogy you're not in the city and in the town just seeing what's around but you can see the whole region you can see everything that goes on around you so i think there are advantages to being like that and what the bad thing about that is you can see up there and you go right well i'm just gonna go to that town as well and i'm gonna spread myself across two towns and then once i'm at that town i've seen another town before you know you've spread yourself too thin so i think that is the the danger really is you can see that far but you need limitations and you need to know your own and presumably there are warning signs. If you, if you are spreading yourself too thin, reaching too far, or whatever that is, presumably you get warning signs from 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 your people, and yeah, like, so. you know, like someone not turning up for. Well, that's it. Well, that is a very, <laughs> I mean, that is a very you know? that's a big warning sign, isn't it? And so uh, you nip that in the bud. And so at that point, you're you're back on the ground, and you're you're then back in, and you're sorting that stuff out. And you're taking responsibility, but you're saying, listen, this happened. I should have told you. We should have checked that. I'm really sorry. But as a team, let, we need to do better. You know, that, that's, that's a low, we have a low bar already, and that is, that's, not even get, that's not even getting over the bar. So let, come on, let, we can do better than that. We can do better than that. And I hold the, my own responsibility in that. So it is messy, but it, it does mean that I'm, is it any good that I lead worship every week? Does anyone want that? I don't <laughs> I'm not saying, True, any, like, not saying anything. Uh, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants that. <laughs> you know, it's, some of my best worship moments are when, you know, others are doing it, and I'm just there participating. As you know, and the fruitfulness. Well, this is what we're talking about, isn't it? The, the, we we we've committed ourselves as a church to being. It's the resource in the next generation thing. It's it's it's, it's being fruitful above and beyond yeah. where we are today, and and that. That means it has to mean opportunity. Yeah, that's right. And I, I mean, I've talked for long enough now, so we'll. This is like a therapy session for my own for my own ministry. This has been helpful for me, but to say sorry. <laughs> but Jerome, what does it look like? Yeah, I'm just kind of reflecting on that and um, applying it. I think. Um, and just remind, I've been recently been on some training um, with Citizens UK. I don't know if you heard of it. It's a good, great organisation, and they talk about um, leadership, and they use these two little diagrams. And one of them is a dot in the centre, and it's got all the arrows pointing at the dot. And so, in a sense, you you see yourself as a leader in the middle, and everyone's kind of coming to you, and you're solving everything. And then you know you can see obvious problems with that, right? You just burn out because you're just doing everything. You just you're everywhere, and and you can't be everything to everybody, can you? 
and not good. Um, <clears throat> and, I, and obviously there will be times where you need to do that kind of thing. Um, but there's a more hopeful picture, I think, of leadership, and they use a, <laughs> they use the word as snowflake. I know that the word snowflake isn't you know, good for our culture at the moment, but um, as, a, as a snowflake, so in a sense, you, you, you have um, two or three leaders in the middle, actually, and you kind of have leaders in other places around them um, you know, have, who have areas of different responsibility, and the arrows are actually going in lots of different directions. And, and it's the idea you, that the hope is, is, is to build teams where people can have responsibility, where, where leaders are being raised so that they can also lead others as well. And, and I, I think that's a really hopeful picture. And, you know, talk about participation, isn't it? That actually, it's not just, oh, can you just do this for me? Um, but it's actually like, what, what are your giftings? And how can I, and that's what you're talking about here, isn't it, Matt? How, how can I, as somebody who's had more training or who has a bit more time and a, or a different viewpoint, how can I get behind you and alongside you in order to, 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 to make this uh, future that we're hoping for together possible? And actually, that's quite difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking, I, you know, I think for myself, uh, so I, you know, I helped to lead the families ministry at St. James. And actually, you know, it, it's difficult. Very, very simply, people are busy. People have lots of things going on. Do you know what I mean? Not, not everyone has the time or, or the energy to, to, be, to be thinking about, oh, you know, how can we make our families ministries better? How can we increase a more invitational culture to things? So, so practically for me, I, I, I'm preaching to myself because I, I need to do this. This is something that I'm thinking about now. Like, you know, actually, how do I create space for those conversations to take place? So hopefully in a couple of weeks' time, we'll, we'll be getting some people together and we'll, we'll be talking about this. And actually, it's really important that the agenda of that meeting is something that is conducive to people having space and time to think, pray, and to action some of these things. It's no good for us just to come together and, and mope, you know, about what, where things are, or even just to think hopefully about the future and not actually put anything on pen to paper, shake some hands over these things, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, so kind of, you know, and, and providing more space for people to have that. That's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Yeah. That, that's helpful. That's really helpful. It makes me think that the, um, um, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, in, in the commercial sector, so, you know, a, a few folks who go into ministry have spent time kicking around the commercial sector. And, you know, I, I, that was my experience. A few. Uh, a few. I'm not one of them. The, I mean, some of us, you know, just feel the call earlier in life. And you know, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, no names mentioned, Jerome. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, but, you know, in the, in the commercial sector, you know, you, you, there is that, you know, it is a more directive culture. So we're, we're, it's prof, you know it's professional in the sense that we are being paid to exercise particular roles, and so and and there tends to be hierarchical um, structures you know within the community that is the workplace, and and you know um, uh, you know directional stuff filters down and, and you know managers people responsibility say well let's we're going to do this and and because I'm getting because I'm getting paid. Uh, to be in this role, and and the role is you know um, uh, is set up so that you know someone above me is going to direct. Then then we just get on get on with it. But you know, because completely different culture within the church context, and you know, praise God, praise the Lord, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, so we, we're yeah. all you know, obviously, some of us are paid to facilitate others to enable the church to be the church, um, but we. Broadly speaking, we are a volunteer base, and so we're not into 
directional, over overly directional stuff. And yet, you know, Jerome, you you have a you know you do have a vision for how this family's group will grow. That so that we're more outward facing. That we're all taking more responsible responsibility for our, our kids' discipleship. You know that the good news of Jesus, the good news of the Christian community, is is an open front door into our communities and the schools around us and, and other places. And so you've got you've got a, you, you're trying to walk a, walk with a group of people into a, a, a more godly reality. Now, loads of that. Good, you know, I've seen the way you've done this. I mean, you haven't only been in your role. You know, whatever it is, six or eight months or something. You know, already. You know, you think about our some of our volunteers helping with Sunday school. You know, you've walked with people into that ministry and you walked with them you know without twisting their arms without like you know um i don't know <laughs> whatever um but you know there, there's been there's been friendship there's been uh conversation there's been dialogue around what we're doing and why we're doing it and people have responded yes. but it takes you know all of that relational stuff all of that journeying together it, it's it takes it takes time, doesn't it? And it, it really does. It's, and it's so <laughs> like it's An got intention. Yeah. yeah, it's got such Absolutely. a shape to it, and like, and it's never fixed. And you're always like, you know, running after the next thing. And I don't know what. What have you? If you think back over the last seven or eight months, what? What is? What's? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 here, it, here it comes. I was right. hoping I was getting here away with that. No, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> like you know, you know, maybe particular. Uh, particular something that's, that you felt has worked really well, or or maybe or something that, that's been a source of frustration without you know without sort of you know pointing unhelpfully anywhere. But the um you know just what what's yeah. Go on, what have you learned? Yeah, I think um I think for for me um one one of the things noticing is that um well people are I don't know how to say this um I actually haven't really articulated properly um but but. People are happy to do what they're happy to do, you know. And actually, if people, if if you're wanting, and if there is a vision for something more, then a lot of work is needed to get people to do things that are, are more uncomfortable. Are beyond yeah. what 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 the current you know? is. So, like you know, that that might be uh, you know something very simple as you know. So you've been coming and you've been helping out as extra pair of hands and kids, but to get that person, they, they want actually they do want to lead the kids group. They would love to lead it. Um, but that requires a bit more preparation, requires you know a bit more training, and and requires time and energy from them and from me also, and and getting them into that does actually require does actually require time and attention, right? And and and, and you know and we see this all, all over the place like um, I don't know people feeling uncomfortable with being up front. Actually, being up front with something is very different to being on the side, and it requires time, it requires energy, it requires commitment, um, and. And actually, I had to learn to be okay with being slower about these things, right? Because actually, as as I as a person, you know, and this is it, because not everyone's made like me. Like, if there's something wild going, I'm I'm happy to have a go. Actually, that that's the kind of person I, I'm. Just like, okay, let's let's do it. I I'm sure I'll be fine, right? And but maybe, and maybe that's because I, you know, I don't know whether I, um, it's been instilled in me a sense of my of what God's called me to do, like who I am, where I'm going, I'm able to let go and not be too precious about things going wrong, you know, all the different things. But, you know, as, as a leader, how do I help people get into a place where they're able to take more risks, you know, where, where they're able to step out of the boat and walk on the water like Peter did, right, you know? Peter could only walk on the water because, because Jesus was there, 
yeah. And so, you know, so, so the, as Matt was saying, you know, there's, there's something about, yes, okay, people are people, and we just gotta get on with that. But actually, as a leader, I have the opportunity to help people, to create space for people, um, you know, to, to be able to feel like they can and to equip them to um, step more into what they might, or what God might be calling them into. Yeah. That's a difficult thing. It is, it is, but it's, it's so good to hear you say that because I, I think I, I see Thanks, you, I, what I see in you, Jerome. One, well, one of the things I see in you is I think you absolutely to affirm that sense of you have this sort of freedom to step into something with, without you know, the non-anxious presence, the kind of, we're going to have a go at this. It's okay. We're, we're doing this together. It's, you know, and I think you can kind of, I've seen you sprinkle some of that goodness. <laughs> can I can I do that? The uh, yeah. <laughs> sprinkle some but. of that goodness. Over. No, 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 but no, no. This is it. and I, I actually think that's part of your gifting, a part of what you what you can bring because people, we you know for all sorts of reasons we 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 just dis, we disqualify ourselves from stuff, and sometimes we just need you know part of what we're talking about isn't it is the person who comes alongside us and says actually no this is possible for you and it's okay it's okay whatever. Stuff, whatever glass ceilings, whatever stuff you've, you, you've, you've that's got hold of you, we can, we can walk through that. It's all right. Something that I um, I probably should should have said this before. You can put that on your uh, CV, Jerome. You can have Definitely. a little audio. You got file. it. You so got it. You'll need that for f- you'll need that for future use. Yeah, <laughs> we're not letting go of him. Apply for jobs. <laughs> oh, sorry, you, you won't need that. Coming to a church <laughs> near you. <laughs> uh, something that I often. I find myself talking about with people is whether it's in faith or with like leadership or what's the next step so not what does it look like for you to be a leader oh my goodness that's quite scary what's the next step and so like in youth group what do you think you could lead a game no I don't I don't think I can lead a game oh okay could you pray for us at the end of the session oh I can pray yeah I can do that oh great next what about like in a month's time? Do you think you could lead a game then? Or like I could give you a game and you don't have to think of one. You know, and little things like that. And even with faith, I think I've been t- thinking recently about baptism and confirmation. And when we're doing session plans, it's kind of, you're asking people, what's the next step? Is it baptism or confirmation? If not, that's okay. You know, but it's, we make it very complicated, don't we? For people to participate. But it's actually not, that hard it's just a mindfulness and a slowing down you know and and that is so good i think then the next step is because you've got to listen haven't you 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 can't impose the next step on somebody it's it's a it's a working it out together um and i think that just in a very practical way i think that just really that just brings it right in doesn't it in that you know we could you know if, if we're doing something if we're involved in the area of ministry we've got influence with others yeah, you know what? What a what a great first thought. How can I help the people around me take the next step? Jude, what are your experiences of, um, well, maybe positive or difficult, but um, helping others participate in the kingdom? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't know quite where to go with that. Really, I mean, I think. Um, I think I, I want to come back to Jerome on the sort of uh, oh. the family thing, but I'll do I'll do that in a minute. I'll, 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 you know, I'll, we're just, not, we're just yeah, keeping I'll, it. Jerome will, thinks he's done, but he isn't. I will, I, will, I will say something. I think the um, 
I think we do, we have talked a little bit about this on, on another session. I know, but the um, you know for us is a, a ch- so we're essentially a church pl- a church restart. So St James and the City, um, our, our church building had been closed for forty years, uh, reopened whatever it was twelve years ago or so, um, and yes, yeah, so started really out of out of nothing. Um, and and God's done this lovely work over the years of calling people to this this bigger vision. Um, but you know those first those early days, you know, it's such a graft. You know, we didn't have running water. Um, for eight years in this building and uh you know we used to carry these big you know flask urns of water over to to make cups of tea and coffee with we had we we didn't have a toilet we 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 didn't have a toilet for the first five years we put a composting toilet in and so one of the jobs on the rotor was emptying the composting toilet you know the, the 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 solids as well as the liquids you know, at the end of a service, that was that was one of the jobs on the rotor. Also, we had we had issues with, with with car break-ins, in in the street adjacent to the church. And so, again, for the first five or six years, in fact, for the first eight years, we had a car park rotor, yeah. and so we used to have three people rotated on the car park. So, if you came to church on a Sunday, you know, if you came to church on a Sunday, then it may be that you're on car park rotor. I and mean, some people would do that once a month. And that meant that for a third of the service, and if you got the middle, the middle one was the worst option because the first, the first car park rotor was part of the welcome and while the cars are parking up and the first 10 minutes, you know, during the, the, the chatter and people gathering. The, the, the last option was at the sort of the back end of the service and the 30 minutes over, over pizza and coffee or whatever. But the middle one, you missed the preach. You missed you missed you missed the time of worship. Sounds so you know, so, <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> depends who's on. But you know, you know, so a whole chunk of people, you know, once a month they're missing, you know, and they, why are they doing this? They're doing this because, you know, in a, in a flaky old church without any heating and with no running water and without a bog, you know, they're like, they're, and they're rocking up once a month and they're not even in the service. Do you know what I mean? So That's it's right. a graft. You know, you'd only do that if you're really caught up with the vision of what could be possible. You're sowing into something bigger. And and here we are, ten years, you know, down the track or whatever. And you know, we've 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 been successful with grant funding. We've got the running water. We've got the toilets. We've done done the building up a bit. We've you know, we're not thirty five people in a tent on a Sunday morning meeting inside a, a cold building. But we we're you know, a church family of two hundred and fifty and a bit more maybe uh, mixed demographics age ranges lots of young folks and you know and then and then so you know new new person turns up in september or whatever well it's just a church isn't it it's just so i I rock up and i i come along on a sunday and i you know stick around for the refreshments and i make a few friends i chat to my mates and you know that whole vision of like you know we we can only do this if we're all serving we're all playing our part you know that can get diluted you know, and 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 so, and particularly you know, the last three years with with the whole COVID thing, and you know, it's almost like every year it feels like we have to reset and we have to help people to to find their place. And so sometimes, you know, this I've caught myself this year on a few occasions, and you know, where I, I've sort of looked to, you know, I don't know, cleaning up at the end of a service, you know, being on the welcome rotor. I've seen, you know, some folks it's taken folks a bit longer to sort of say, oh well, that's part. You know that actually the church is us, and we all need to be 
participating. We all, you know, for this thing that we call church to function, and particularly, you know, the gathered thing on a Sunday, which is obviously just one part of our much broader thing. If, if we are the church, you know, as people. But to make the Sunday thing work, it requires everybody to to to, to find a role and to, to join in. And I've seen folks a bit sort of slower, perhaps should I say, and more more, more hesitant to sort of join in with that. And you know, there have been a couple of games where I've been a bit of a, you know, Jude Jude the grumpy vicar, <laughs> you know, which, which is that. wrong, you know. <laughs> Oh, I do my best, honestly. But like, you know, you sort of, you know, there's a group of people, you know, fairly new to the church, just in their little group, their little huddle, chatting to one another, having a nice time. They've come along, they've they've enjoyed what they've got from church, and then they shuffle out the door. And you know, there's a bit of I me. Mean, it's like, guys, do you, you know, there's there's a vision here. You know, it's playing your part, it's, and you you're going to enjoy it. You know, I've seen it over ten years. You enjoy it a whole lot more. You feel so much more rewarded and fulfilled when you when you. When you get a, when you find a job, you find a role for yourself, and you, you're participating, you're helping to make the thing happen. Yeah. But but then you know, so I reflected on some of that stuff, and like, well, actually, the, what what's the real failure here? Mm. Well, well, the real failure is is my, you know, is is have I well, we talk, cast the vision. We talked a bit about that in the, in the, in the first couple of episodes. But have I helped people to play their part? Mm. Have I come alongside enough? Have I built friendship and relationship and, and helped people to think what's the next step, as you, as you put it? Now, obviously, there's a, there's a balance there because, you know, I can't do that. My, I haven't got capacity to do that with everybody in church. I haven't got, I can, you know, but I can, I can work with team. And I can help the rest of the team share that vision. I can, be, be, I can be particularly intentional with a smaller group of people who I'm committed to helping grow in their own uh, discipleship. I, you know, I've got plenty of opportunity to talk about it publicly you know, in our preaching, and we, we, do we do that? Do I, am I creative enough about that? Am I, do I do that well enough? You know, open question. Um, so the, but there's a whole load of ways in which I, as a, as a leader, you know, a person who's got opportunity to exercise hopeful influence in this space to help other people participate. You know, I... I that, just rolled off the top. Right, come really on. Well, really well, really I'm sorry, but I'm, tr- I'm just, you know... You wrote a book on it. It's good. Uh, it's good. trying it's to inhabit it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, it comes back to how, how, how well am I doing it? And I would, I would, mark, I would score myself uh you know not not as highly as i would like to be in this you know if i think about that this particular academic year yeah the first full year really out of the out of covid uh, yeah jude work in progress you know reflect learn think about for next year you know yeah yeah i hope you're not scoring all of us jude No, but I think I a turn of phrase. Sorry, <laughs> no, no, it's good. I think it's really helpful. I, I think there's a lot of um, you know, responsibility is important to hold if you're willing um, to be a leader. You know, and I know there's some people who listen to this like, oh, I'm not, I'm actually not sure, but there is a holding of, of responsibility in a humble way. You know, in a humble way, and being responsible for, caring for, um, stewarding and shepherding and looking after others isn't that and so you can't just blame other people or whinge over here but but there's a responsibility that we hold under god isn't there and so um it's it's funny because it feels like you reset all the time we've been jude you've been doing this for for 10 years here but but each year feels like just a reset in how am i doing what does it look like and 
the questions. It's not like, oh, well, I'll just do what I did six years ago. It's, it feels like it's completely fresh again, doesn't it? Because things change. I think it's particularly true for us because we, um, you know, city centre church, edge of the city centre, we've got, we've, got, we've got a high turnover of people. You know, so roughly a third of our students walk out the door each year because you've got three academic years and you know a third of them graduate. Now, obviously, some of them do stick around, but a proportion of a good proportion of our students go uh, every year. Um, we're amongst you know we've got quite a number of young professionals you know who will come to the city for a period of time and then we'll go. La- I mean, last year I don't overly contextualise it, but you know, I think last year seven you know seventy people left St James last year. You know, so that's, what is that? That's like, it's more than 25% of the congregation. But obviously more than 70 people joined the church last year because we grew last year, you know, so more than 70 people joined. So you've got a really high turnover there, folks. And, and by necessity, we, you know, in, in ways that probably a normal parish church doesn't have to reset and, you know, every year, you know, we, we, we do, you know, it's really important for us. But... Yeah, I, th- I think probably in every context, you know, it's like, come on, guys, who are we? What's God calling us into? And I think even even if you are in a church that, um, let, let's say, you know, people are staying, let's say you're more, uh, perhaps a more rural parish where people are staying where they are a bit more, um, you know, not, not refreshing is it's not good. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We need to be reminded, and, you know, if I think of a biblical example, you know, the, uh, when the children of Israel left, uh, left Egypt, you know, and God rescued them. God says, you got to have the celebration every single year and remember what I have done, right? You know, and that resetting, that, and it says, you know, so your children can remember and so your children's yes. children can remember. And actually, you know, we, we need to be reminded and, and have that vision cast yeah. of the people that God is calling us to be. And that, yeah, so it's really important. Joe, we're probably sort of beginning to get into land, but just back on the, um, back, <laughs> I've got to go back there, back on, back on the ministry that you're overseeing at the moment. Yes. I mean, I think the, um, there is, you know, I, I actually think, I mean, we're so blessed amongst our families. Okay. We've got just wonderful, wonderful folks, I mean, in our family ministry. And, and it sort of, there is, I, I, I think that, that many of us share, there is a shared vision for, for, for the growth. And you think about, you know, being that good news into the wider community, seeing more folks not only come to Jesus, but find themselves in Christian community with all the goodness that that offers. But the sort of pathways into that, you know, how to do that well, how to, you know, to do the, maybe to take the next initiative, you know, the next initiative of, of, of welcome or, or mission or, you know, invitation. You know, it, there's, there's quite a lot of sort of wisdom and... You know, how do you discernment? Is it, mm. we, that we, we're into? The, I think we are into that space in this one. You know, wisdom and discernment together. How do we work out? To the Matt's thing, like what is the next step? And particularly when you're doing it in community with others, and you're trying to discern, well, what is the what is the next step? And where you have got differences of opinion, and you know, what, what is help help us with that? How do yeah, you yeah, how do you do yeah. that? Well, I, you know, I'm a very wise and discerning person, Jude, as, <laughs> as everyone knows from oh, no. this. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, you're right. And um, yeah, I think um, <laughs> the reality is if, if, if we want to raise leaders and to work together collaboratively, we're going to have differences of opinions. 
That's it. That's just the reality. And, you know, if if you want to to never disagree, if you want to always be of the same mind with everyone, then just you know, just do everything yourself. You know, because it yeah, that's the reality, isn't it? You know, and we need we need to work together. We need to do that well. Um, and it is difficult. Um, but it's a good difficult. Um, because it's in that melting pot. It's it's in those conversations where where the gold is found. And I think um. So if there is wisdom and discernment for that, I think, I think actually having the conversations is a really important thing to do. So earlier I spoke about creating space and for those, that imagination to flourish. Actually, we, we just have to knock heads together. Just, we just got to do it, right? Um, is, is, does that rub up against this idea that Christians are nice and this idea that Christians defer to one another and, 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 and that if there's sort of feisty conversation that could be illustrative of, of sort of fallout. Of this. this sounds quite countercultural. What, oh, what, what, what are you saying? Here? I mean, all throughout church history, Christians have got together and not their heads together. It's part of what we do, yeah. And, and actually, I think um, if something is important, there's going to be disagreement, and that, and that needs to be okay. You know, so it's not to say that we we disagree and we just like, well, I'm gonna go and start my own kids ministry elsewhere. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying that in love and in respect, we're gonna come together. We're gonna share ideas, and yes, there will be genuine different difference of opinions of how we get there. Right, as we spoke about earlier, you know, we there is a shared vision of what perhaps what it is. We we want to see more people. And introduce to Jesus. We want to see people stuck in with the church family and and growing and and sharing life together. But how we get there, you know, what what does that look like? Will look different. And so yeah, it, we it will require disagreement, but that's okay. If you've got disagreement because of that, it's okay. But but presumably, you know, you again, I don't want to go too far off track. But you know, you so, you can you can cope with that clearly. But other people, that's harder, isn't it? Yeah. I think I think part of our <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is hard yeah it is hard I think part of our leadership is um you know we have two ears and one mouth you know mm, <laughs> and so that listening yeah. thing that we talked about before if you're comfortable with the position that God has put you in you can just stay quiet for a bit you know and you can you can really actively listen well and so it's okay if there's a difference of opinion because you've you've really heard it out and you really understand it. And so it's not just like a knee-jerk power play thing. It's really understood. And it, it, it's, it's doing it together, isn't it? And so that's I, part of it, isn't and it? And I think alongside that, you know, there are just actually, there are tools around that we, that we can use. So, you know... You're not talking about the people here. I'm <laughs> not talking about people. No. Right. no, as in like, you know, um, you know there is training for, for people who, who want to lead good conversations as well, you know. And, and actually, we, we as leaders need to be equipping ourselves and, and learning. So, for example, you know, uh, as I said before, I'm hoping to get a bunch of the families workers together, talk about, you know, how we can, how we can move forward. Actually, you know, I, I'm going to be going into the resources and finding good ways to have that conversation, giving space for people to talk, to share, you know, so not just, oh, so I can make sure everyone listens to what I have to say, but actually, so we can really listen to each other, really get together, have that. There are tools available. So know? good, so good. And that, that just, that, so there's a really practical leadership, hopeful influence piece there, which I think is around how we set ourselves for important conversations. Mm. So I'm, I'm thinking, just as you're saying that, I'm thinking about, you know, a slightly tricky conversation I had uh, 
at the end of a Sunday service with someone who we were talking about vision and we were talking about direction of travel and we we're talking about you know shared aspiration but there was slight difference of opinion i i allowed a conversation to happen at the wrong time yeah. and in the wrong way and get guess what i was misunderstood yeah. uh i probably misunderstood <laughs> and uh, a good you know friendly relationship was you know, we, there was a bump a slightly bumpy moment because because there was misunderstanding and and i i allowed that conversation to ha as a leader i allowed a conversation to happen in a context that wasn't that didn't require didn't provide the appropriate space to dialogue adequately on vision and you know shared togetherness there wasn't space to properly listen you know and and why why did i allow that to happen well, I, I, the reason I allowed that to happen was because I, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit too busy, yeah. and and I'm I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm e I should either delegate out that conversation completely, or I should make time to participate in it adequately and appropriately. What I shouldn't do is dip in at the sidelines and have an inadequate conversation in the wrong place. Yeah. And I've just set myself up for for something you know, not particularly helpful to happen. Whereas what Jerome is describing is we're going to eat together. We're going to have table fellowship. We're going to talk about shared vision. We're going to vision. We're going to listen to one another and we're going to come up with a plan. That sounds a lot more like hopeful influence. It than, sounds like more wise and wow. discerning after all. It sounds like wow. you are. <laughs> I mean, I've read the book, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's really good. It's really good. We we've all got our own reflections, haven't we? And we've all got our own ways of well, we've all got our own things to work out and to figure out and our own moments to say sorry. <laughs> our own own moments to listen, but our own moments to push forward and to really go with people and champion and cheerlead others. Um, and so as we, I, I remember being in a, a venue, a new one, and they used to say this thing all the time about this venue is a place of participation, right? It's a participatory venue. And I used to think that's so clunky. It's a, like, it's so, it's not a catchphrase. It's a rubbish catchphrase. But if you say it, it's the heart and it was said enough that we participated together, you know, and so even though it was a clunky saying, and I st but I haven't found anything better than that, you know, really, it was we participated together, and that's God did amazing things there, uh, not just in the leaders or in a small group of people, but amongst a, a a group of people from all different places, from all different ministry areas and places around the world, and so that's what we want, isn't it, for God to move in amazing ways. Um, and not just in our lives and our own leadership. So I wonder if, um, I, I'm going to pray for us, if that's okay. And um, why don't we just take a moment of quiet while we think about those who are around us that we can help to participate uh, in the kingdom of God. Maybe we think about the conversations we've had where we think, oh God, I just wish that had gone differently. God, I need your help with that conversation. And I need your help uh, with next steps or even the next steps for people. Maybe we might not even know what they are and what they look like. And so we need that imagination. We need that conversation with people to, to just humbly ask what that looks like uh, to each other, but before God as well. So let's take a moment.
God, we thank you that you are the God who sees us. And not only are you the God that sees us, but you're the God that has reconciled us. And you, you want us to participate in this kingdom coming with you. God, that you love relationship with us. You love the ministry of reconciliation as part of a community, as part of a people, not just as individuals or a God who does everything for us, God. So we thank you that you see us and you want us to participate. We pray that you would heal those moments and those um, breakdowns in communication, those areas in our heart where we just uh, regret that thing that was said or that conversation at that time or the thing that happened in the past that is stopping us stepping forward into our leadership, both for us and for the people that we lead, God. We pray that you would uh, just give us good imagination uh, for the future and, God, that you would show us what your kingdom looks like for the amazing future that you have for us, God. God, we pray that we would be able to see and make space for others and see things differently than the status quo that we have. And so, God, we just trust you with all of our future and all of our ways. God, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.